just do one thing and then it'll start. There's no question, like I was saying, and I'm not, I'm, I'm preaching definitely to the choir. There's no question that um, this COVID-19 has affected the entire world. And they still affect it. The effect of it is sometimes very subtle. And we're not over it, not in terms of the, of the, what else is it? Themselves. We're not over it in terms of our hearts and our minds, our consciousness and everything else, There's the worries and so forth. But most of all, you know, like I was saying about prayer, churches met so often about prayer. You know, all night prayer, early morning prayer, midweek prayer, midday prayer, so forth and so on. And so, what um, Paul is speaking about here is that, you know, people in these times feel that without even the, uh, even expressing it in these times, but they feel that God has neglected them. Or they wonder about it, worry about it. There's something there, even if they don't necessarily express it that way. But there's something that has affected many people, and that's why we pray for one another. Because we all need to be telling that God brings us out of this in a big way and uh, make up the differences within the laws that we may suffer. God has us in the palm of his hands. But this is remnant, uh, remnant truth because. When Elijah got so despondent, disillusioned, and uh, depressed, that was God's message to Elijah. I always have a remnant. There's always those who are faithful, even they, even even if they're fearful. Even if they are not as committed as they used to be, they are faithful. They have not, they may get a little confused now and then, but they have not uh, forsaken me. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, that's what I intend to show people that God. Uh, is, 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 is faithful and he has faithful followers even in their weakness and their shortcomings. And the mightiest of them in faith uh, sometimes get a little weak need, you know, and uh, sometimes get frustrated and stuff like that. So as Elijah defeated the prophet of Baal, in a very, very big way. Prophet Abel and how he rejoiced, celebrated in victory, and how this enraged the chief priestess, prophetess, 
on behalf Jezebel at least her father was chief she was a, the father's daughter and threatened him and suddenly Elijah felt alone and he expressed this to God you know they were threatening to kill me and I just feel so alone. You know, and that's another reason that we're meeting our hall before Bible class to pray. And like I said, we have to meet more often or longer to pray. We're going to go right back into that trend because so many of us just feel alone sometimes. I think it's a whiplash of what we went through with what it's a great example with Elijah. Because, you know, I feel the world. I am despondent, rejected, and clinically depressed. And he just went and sat on the, the tree. And twice he was, at least twice he was awakened. He said, well, by the angel, by God, what are you doing here? I mean, what are we doing here? It's a question that we could ask ourselves today. Tonight. I don't mean literally here at Bible study. What are we doing in, in this time of all this stuff that's happening around? It's the awful news that we seem to receive every day. It's just getting more and more depression, so to speak. That's a, you know, it seems like we we would just want to run away from it. But uh, we, where are we going? You know, what are you doing here? God wanted to know what the time was. You know. So you know, he went to the same cave, the same grotto. The same cave in that mountain ridge that he believed understood, uh, though the Bible interpreted itself as the same cave where Moses, you know, experiences a great revelation of God in, in, uh, in epiphany ways. And so, you know, so God said, what are you doing here? So, uh, you know, it just understood, it's understood uh, by biblical scholars and monarchs that read it. What are you doing here looking for the, to get the kind of strength and the power that you believe that, that Moses received from me? If you stand right in this cliff, you know, Pass by, you won't be able to see me, but uh, you sense down there, but I won't be in the whirlwind, I won't be in the earthquake, I won't be in the fire. Because you have all of those things already. You have had explosive power in your life. You have performed eight great miracles at least. You have, you, 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 you. You have converted people. You have defeated the prophet of 
and and the and and the other people, religious leaders of of Baha, and, and you have all the mountains to shake. You have the power already. You just feel alone because life just all of a sudden became threatening to you. No, you need to leave this place. I've often, when I've written and spoken about this scripture, one need to see a pattern. It's not just Elijah, you know, it's with others, Moses and others. That, uh, that people, in the case of Moses, uh, the case of Elijah here, they're running, you know, for more power. And I think sometimes that's, we're caught up with that too. We feel alone, we feel helpless. We want some assurance from God that everything is going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Our family is going to be all right. Our spouses are going to be all right. Our children are going to be all right. But like I was saying in prayer meeting a while ago, if we just step back and think of all the prayers that God has answered in our life, all the miracles that were done, you know, that's what happened when we get, when, when we run to get more power. Elijah was running to get more power, not necessarily running from Jezebel, per se, but that's what despondency uh, do to us sometimes. But God says, I've already given you all that you need. And as a matter of fact, you are not the only person who has not doubted and given up on me. There are 7,000, and that's not a literal number. There is, I have quite a bit of following. And not only that, I think it's, and this has happened in it, not only in the Bible over and over, it's happened in history, over and over and over and over, in the history of the church. When, 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 when the, in world wars and in, 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 in plagues and in, in, in natural disasters, in all kinds of things. God has always had this remnant, this, this sense of who he is in people. Even if maybe sometimes they're quiet about it, if I might express it that way. But we never know it. First of all, we are with God. And next week we'll talk more about how Paul concluded this and, and, and match it and, 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 and collaborated it with this whole thing of grace. So I, it's, it's a wonderful time to encourage one another. It's a wonderful time because God has this remnant. And it may be who we least suspect. 
There's somebody with an encouraging word. There's someone with a prayer. That's why we encourage corporate prayer. There's someone with a testimony. Testimony. There's something that you might just observe. Something is going on. God is showing you that he has a remnant. God is not defeated. And his people are not defeated. This concept. This theological concept. This understanding of remnant is so powerful. And it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't have to do with numbers per se. It has to do with how God works and how to bring about change in history. So, you know, I, I don't know all the people who are on the stream and I don't know all the people on the, when I say it, I don't know, I don't know who you are per se. Uh, on the telephone line, but as far as I'm concerned, you're the real man. You are encouraging me and you are encouraging one another. And when we get on the phone, when we share, whatever, when we call people up, and, and so, you know, I was speaking to one of our members, they were our members were speaking to us, and, um, and 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 she was expressing the care and concern that somebody that many people would least expect have devoted so much time and um, you know praying, doing things for this person, and supporting this person, and encouraging this person, encouraging this person, someone who we we would have classified over the years as a very strong person, and the person is strong, but sometimes we need the remnant. Sometimes we need to know that we are part of the remnant. We are part of what God is, is developing, uh, what God is blessing, what God is indicating to people, even in the worst of times. Um, the church is very much alive. God is alive. Uh, blessings are flowing. People are being healed. Uh, and, and, and great things are happening. Miracles are happening. And so in all your depression, Elijah, God is saying to you, no, 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 no. You are not alone. Not everybody went up on my column and, and defeated the prophet and the priest of Baham. But there's a lot of people who are doing a whole lot of things and is defeating evil and defeating depression and defeating reversals of, 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 of people's assets and fortune. There's a lot of people doing great things. There's the remnant. So as I as I, as I, as I, as I would like to add, you know, the remnant is more than a number, as I said before. The remnant is actually God's power working in, I don't want to say, in a silent way. A silent way. God never answered Elijah. 
small but still important. One of the great theological mystery and concepts, even in the Christian and in the Jewish faith. God speaking in silence. The remnant is God working in silence in the midst of the the upheaval and everything that's going on in the world. God is working through his remnant. So we may ask for God what it is you telling us, what it is you want us to know. We just wait on the Lord and trust in him. We would see our God work for us as we are part of this remnant. So tonight, that you know, that was uh, what I wanted to say for remnant two. Next week will be remnant remnant three, and we will be uh, focusing heavenly and God's grace and all of this and why it was so important for the people who Paul was writing but to understand and see God's grace in reversal and frightening and occurrences that happen and disasters and tragedies and so well, how can that be? How can that be? How can that be? How can that be? God's grace is sufficient as Paul has come to understand. And I pray God would just lead us there, continue to lead us there to that point of understanding. God's grace. And He has given us the power that we need already. When we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, when we receive the Holy Spirit, when we were baptized in fire, God spoke to us in silence that, that, that resounds even in times of despair. So be encouraged and let us encourage one another and let us be a part of the remnant of it's important because I don't want to just make it seem like a patchwork or like I said, it's not about number, it's about God's grace that comes through our faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. I want to give I want to I want to give people a 